major championship week here at oddschecker.com slash us and we're going to celebrate the launch of a new podcast beat the odds available on all your podcast platforms we're coming on apple very soon just be patient with us but when you come across the beat the odds podcast from oddschecker.com slash us please subscribe and to celebrate the launch of this new podcast and major championship golf week, we at oddschecker.com slash US are giving away a free pair of AirPods. All you've got to do to enter, all you got to do to enter is retweet the pinned tweet for the contest giveaway in the oddschecker.com slash US Twitter feed, as well as follow the oddschecker dot com slash us twitter feed odds checker us on twitter follow it retweet the tweet you will be entered in a contest to win a free pair of airpods to celebrate the launch of our brand new podcast beat the odds and what perfect time pga championship uh nhl playoffs nba playoffs the fights are going on feels like every single week baseball Baseball is in full swing, so please find the podcast, subscribe to it, and join us every week here with my PGA Tour picks videos for oddschecker.com slash US. It's a big one this week, friends. I couldn't do it alone. Par 72, nearly 8,000 yards, a major championship. I've brought a friend along, Eric Patterson from the score bet at Epat Golf on Twitter. Follow all his great work. Eric, thank you for joining me. Jeff, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Like, like you said, this is a big one. It's a lot to break down, a lot of names to digest, but uh, happy to be here. Yeah, last time we were here, Rory won by a touchdown with the conversion. He coming off his win at Wells Fargo becomes the chalk. I am staring at the Oz checker grade. He checks us. He starts us off, I should say, at 11 to 1. Uh, but through up until 20, we've got six guys, six guys under 20 to 1. Uh, Rory at the top, DJ at the back with Justin, Rom, Bryson, and Jordan in between. I could tell you right off the top. Well, if you make me speak on any of them, it might come across as negative because I'll tell you why I think they won't win. But, you know, I'd be happy for all of them, cheering for all of them. Obviously, the super elites winning wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. But I have gone to that next tier. If I did have to make a bet down here, it would be that John Rahm or Bryson DeChambeau in and around 13, 14 to 1 when checking out that odds checker grid. Eric, have you made a move in this range? I have not, but uh, if you would have asked me last week, I would have been looking for the best John Rom number I could get. I might still be in that boat. Um, I know for you, it's it's a lot to ask for him to come to to, to PGA, win his first major at a No, no, we're all expecting number. it. Yeah, I know. We're all expecting it. You have to, it has, it's going to come for him eventually, yeah. and it's going to be at this number, but I just think this course suits him well. So. I've done this once before, Eric. It's not a fun place. I At an old place where I used to work, um, they had to create a pacing box for me during majors for Dustin Johnson because I just kept like launching money into this. It has to happen. Obviously, it's going to happen. I was lucky to be there when it did happen to recoup it all back. But since we've sort of been doing it, since I've been following it closely, um, Winning your major, your first major under 20 to 1. Of all these guys here, he's the only one who doesn't have one yet. 
Um, so it would be a big ask. We're all waiting for it. Jason Day did it. Dustin Johnson did it. Um, so he certainly fits that ceiling type golf. We're expecting it to happen. Jordan's yeah, in no, great. Yeah. Jordan's in great form. And Justin, can you trust the putter? Nothing would surprise me from this group. But again, I have decided to back off. That being said, if someone wanted to say, I'm going to just pick two of these guys and I know I'll have a horse on Sunday, I don't think that's a bad betting strategy either. No, you could get, I mean, I just see DJ's now drifted to 20 to one. I, um, I'm not worried about the knee injury, so I might be tempted by uh, DJ at 20 to one at a course that is just a big hitters ballpark. He should be, he should be fine here. No, no issues. So um rom and dj at the top but again i'm not i'm not there yet it might take me another day or two might take you another day or two i don't blame you you gotta it's a lot when you make a bet in that range it comes with a different expectation uh obviously you want your like 60 to 1 to win but you sort of have a different expectation uh that being said we'll move into that next tier where i have fired my first bullet xander shawfly eric he is sitting at 22 to 1 on this odds checker grid, um, he loves major championship golf. His resume in major championships, second at the 2018 Open Championship, second at the 2019 Masters, second at the 2021 Masters, four top six finishes at the U.S. Open. This is a guy that likes to have his game peak at major championships. I am not smart. Maybe a smarter person would say, I'm going to make a top five, top 10 to supplement this bet, which then could feel like a free roll, like to a certain extent. I don't get too excited, but like he, he, he for the amount of majors he's played and the amount of times he's come in the top 10, um, it is quite outstanding. The game is so solid across the board. That is where I decided to pull the trigger. Last year, going into Harding Park, he started close to 30, and he caught all the steam that I think Victor is catching this year. Um, but I am going to back Xander this year. I love it. I love, uh, I've been a Xander supporter for a while. I, the numbers sometimes drift a little too low for me to back, but um, at 22, 25, if you can squeeze it out of them, uh, I think that's a good spot, spot for for Shoffley, um, I, he's maybe not as getting as much attention as we typically do because he has, I mean, maybe we've forgotten about what happened at the Masters and he just, I don't even know if he's He had a subpar team so. event. He was 11th or 14th yeah. at Wells Fargo and like, it's like, oh, he played horribly because he wasn't in fifth. Like, that's yeah. literally what it feels like with Xander. Oh, he finished 11th or in the top 15 and not the top six? Bah. What a bad week. No, that's a nice little tune-up event as far as I'm concerned as somebody who's who's got the bet on him. Uh, you know, like Xander, you sort of – he, he in that post-round Sunday press conference at the Masters, he kind of like tried to make fun of himself or said, guys, don't think I'm like – like he made it very clear he's very aware of all these close finishes and they are weighing on him. So uh, – but that's where I am and I have a bad habit, Eric. When it comes to major championship golf, I just love betting on guys that have never won them before. And it worked for me last year here at Odds Checker. We hit Bryson. We hit Morikawa. I'm going to try to do it again. Over at score bet, Victor Hovland, 27 to 1. We were on him. Uh, we've been on him a lot if you've been watching these videos. And you were able to hit big Rory at Wells Fargo. Well, I bet little Rory and came up just short. Oh, Epic miscalculation. Well, guess what? I'm going right back to little Rory. This is 27 to one at score bet. I was able to pull a 35 to one at score bet not too long ago. 
I could claim I could line it up just with Morikawa, young player ready for this moment. And and when you look at of the PGA Championship, how many PGA Championships give us first time major winners? Um, you know, I could have said this same rant with Xander, and there's other guys that have never won majors that I'd like to bet again. So I can make all kinds of rants uh, about guys that have never won majors, young players uh, for their breakthrough moment. We know how dominant he has been. I'm expecting a ceiling golf week. That's what it would take. But I have bet Victor Hovland at 35 to 1, already up again with the 27, still available at the score bet, which is an outstanding number when you see how this number is going to finish this week. I may have to let someone know that there's going to be a swath of Victor Hovland bets coming in here soon. But uh, I love that. Um, I'm not there. I'm like, I, I've. You play a little farther down the card normally. I do play but a little hey, farther you, down the You card. went up short and you hit Rory a couple weeks ago. So and it, you, you got a Hawkeye for it, and, and you're, you're telling me you like them, but I'm not betting them. No, that's true. Yes, that's pretty much where it is. I just – I luckily haven't found myself getting lured into these these guys like Hovland and Finau who I've been able to avoid chasing their win, and just it's – it's a freeing feeling knowing you don't have to chase it, but, like, I could definitely see Hovland doing exactly what you said. He, he needs a ceiling week. He needs a short game to show up, but I, I do like it even at 25, 27. That's, that's pretty juicy. But for me um, – and, and we talked about chasing those first-time major winners, and uh, you might be on board with this as well, but – um, I love what I saw at Daniel Berger Sunday at, at Byron Nelson. I don't want to read all that much into it, but at the same time, he was dialed in with his irons. Putting was there, driving, <laughs> short game. It was just a, an all-around performance, which is what we've come to expect from Berger when he's playing well. He's, he doesn't rely on just his driver or just his irons or just his putter. So it's, it, it's like two or three strokes gain in all those categories, and it adds up to a nice performance. So Daniel Berger is actually my first guy on the list. Um, he's still sitting out there at 30 to one. You might've got a, a better number a day or two ago, but I would still, uh, I'd still go to the window at 30 to one because I think this sets up well for him. Yeah. Checking out that grid. So 30, yeah, 30 to one available. I like Daniel Berger. He sort of ends the power card that I feel like I have here today. Another guy without a major championship. People who watch my videos know I was super, super high on Berger for, the um for the masters a bit of an epic miscalculation on my part i'm not going to get off this boat yet i believe he's capable of everything and 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 his game is capable of everything this place demands including that that sunday uh gene that i i believe exists within daniel berger i think it's only a moment a matter of time and, you know, I'm excited about a lot of guys, and we've reamed them off, Eric. It's fun to look at the super top, but we talk about these first-time major winners. Hideki just cashed, what, at a 45, a 50? Last year, we got two of them. Morikawa, 35. Bryson, 28. The year before, Shane Lowry at an 80. Gary Woodland at a 80, uh, I think. Maybe even a 66, whatever, the week it went off. Patrick Reed in the 40s to think of the Masters. Sergio in the 40s to think of the Masters. Uh, once upon a time, Brooks Kepka did have to win his first before he won three others, and that was about 40 to 1. Justin Thomas won that first in that 40, 50 to 1 range. So this is the range. This is the range where we get those first-time major champions, and someone should be telling us maybe we should even be looking a little farther up the board potentially to hatch this chicken but i am all about daniel Berger this week eric so i've got three bets in i'm ready to make a couple more through the week i don't think you're done with me yet though i'm not no and uh again i haven't 
I haven't fully hammered out the card. I did jump on um, maybe one of your favorites too. And uh, just someone, maybe I got lured into the 2012 leaderboard, but a gritty Englishman, Tyrrell Hatton. Um, his number is now 50 to one, pretty much right across the board. Uh, 50 to one Hatton. Um, maybe hoping the wind picks up a little bit at Kiowa. Uh, I just think that's a, that's a nice number for one of the top, what, 15 players in the world. Um, he, he doesn't have as much major success as you would love, but uh, he, he played solid at the Masters, which was one of his better, better major finishes. Um, I just think that he's in a, a good spot like, and, and in that window where first-time major winners come at. And, um, you know, just driver, iron, short game, I think, I think he's got all the tools for Kiowa. It's not going to take just one skill set. Yeah, I absolutely love Ty Hatton. I guess anyone who watches this knows I make a lot of losing bets on Ty Hatton. But if you are trying to take anything from, say, that uh, 2012 leaderboard, it does tell you that player, that Graham McDowley and Poulter, feisty European you know, type golfer, does have some fight in them. That being said, let's not overrate 2012. It happened one time. It was four days. Just because a lot of Europeans played well, like, I don't want to overrate it, but it does seem to signify when you look at the comp courses that there is a type of golfer and it does, um, you know, point point to them. So sort of just sticking in that theme, Eric, let me run a few names off you that fit that feisty European mold, be it, uh, be it a, uh, geez, I could start with better names, but Sergio Garcia, Tommy Fleetwood, Paul Casey, Shane Lowry, Lee Westwood. Um, I'm forgetting some, so maybe you could you could uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. There seems to be a consortium at the sort of 50 to 100 range that if it does play like last time, I think we see a lot of those guys fighting for it. And you you hit on one that I'm already interested in. I, I'm seeing a 66, but I I think you can, might be able to squeeze a 70 or even a 75 out of one of my favorite players on the PGA Tour. He's sitting right over your right shoulder there. Oh, there. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do yeah, it. Tommy, Tommy I love Tommy. First time. you do. He's got Pete Dye stats. He's got some comp course, nice finishes. Um, yes, he's never won on the PGA Tour, but it, he has so many high-quality European Tour wins that it doesn't sort of feel like um, like Abraham Answer, right? Who, yes, we have that PGA Australia win, but it doesn't feel like um, this would be a that would be a much bigger jump from tier of win than from Tommy and the race to Dubai stuff he's able been able to pull off yeah he is certainly on a short list for me eric i smile thinking you might be there with me when when, I, when, you, when push I mean, comes to shove i think one of the narratives going around this week is you might not have to be the best putter in the world to contend and maybe proven by keegan bradley coming pretty high up here in 2012 um i'm, I'm just surprised i was going through the numbers of fleetwood and he's he's one of the better short game players uh you know he's he's continually gaining strokes around the green, which I think is what you're going to need a lot of. Um, we know no one, few, few players can get as hot with their irons as Fleetwood. So um, I, I had a tough time betting them at like 40 to one at some of these majors, but when you're giving me a 66 or even a 70, I think that's when I can start to, to really pull the trigger on one of my favorites, because like you said, you also want to just sit back and cheer for your guys too. And what better, what better celebration for me? I've been a, a Fleetwood guy for a while. It was my avatar picture for a while. So it's, uh, that would just be a fun one to root for and uh, a big number out there. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I You don't need to, like, 
twist my arm to get me to put some Tommy bets. I'm starting to think he needs to like be my charity special because I do sometimes just throw money down a well that I'm not able to do with Ricky Fowler anymore. Despite the fact he's here, that money that I used to just, you know, wash away with Ricky, I'll happily give to Tommy when the card is all set and done. I'll tell you one guy who's creepily, sneakily very popular this week. I'm not betting him. We didn't discuss him. I want your take on him. Cameron Smith, 40 to 1 over at Score Bet. Eric, this is a guy I think the sports books are saying bet bet Webb Simpson, bet Morikawa five points shorter, bet Patrick Reed. Um, don't look Brooks at Kafka. Cam Smith, don't look at him, ignore him, look right through him. My partner in crime, Pat Mayo, is incredibly high on Cam Smith this week. I can't get there at the number, but I think the books are telling you they're afraid of him a little bit. I definitely agree. When you like, I'm looking at the, the odds checker grid here, he's he's Squeezed in between Finau, Kepka, two of the most popular players, Cantlay, Scheffler, Webb. So Smith in there just doesn't quite fit with those names. But like you said, maybe maybe they're a little uh, afraid and they want <laughs> yeah. you to take Kepka at the exact same number to go chase that major. So um, I could see it. I mean, he he kind of fits the, the type of player we've been talking about, a little short game specialist, like plenty long off the tee, but good long iron player and, and just short game. And very Spiethian in that like yeah. – he can make just make the par from anywhere. Like where you think, oh, the, the broadcast, like anyone else would be screwed. Uh, he sort of gets like, if you've been watching long enough, like you're starting to give him speech like, oh, he's going to get out of this. Like even Patrick Reed is a very yeah, similar yeah, type of yeah. up and you drop just, a ball anywhere around the green, he'll probably get it up and down. And so. if this thing plays a certain way, you're going to hope you have one of those guys on your betting card. I do no not. Doubt, yeah. <laughs> I do not. But uh, uh, let's get out of here. And before we do, let me just get that uh, pick your brain a little. Anything flirting with 100 in those triple digits? I've got one. I know I've mentioned that I like to bet guys that have won major champ, uh, haven't won major championships before, but I'm a sucker for this guy. He's got one. Uh, he had that great week a couple weeks ago at Wells Fargo, and it is Gary Woodland. I'm seeing it at 120 to 1 on the odds checker grade. If you're saying, Jeffrey, give me something triple digits, it is Gary Woodland. He can play into the wind. He has won a Oceanside Seaside Major Championship uh, before. Uh, he is starting to come around. He can play that low stinger. For me, it'd be Woodland. I, I don't I don't hate Woodland. Uh, yeah, you're you're uh, you can you can bet Woodland for the rest of his career at majors and still be up. So you're you're in a good spot there. For me. Um, it's, it's not an area I always feel the most comfortable going to. I do like to hammer like the 30 to 50 window. Um, I am a sucker and, uh, I'm, I'm just a sucker for Adam Scott. I don't know what yeah, it is. You are, I, aren't you? I love the fact that he, he comes out and says there's only five, five or six important events a year. And you know, this, this is one of them. This he is played, one of them. He played it in 2012. <laughs> um, you know, you think of ball striking, he's, He's been actually really good around the greens this year too. Uh, if the winds pick up, you know those Aussies can handle it, um, and that's—I think that's important too. Track the weather throughout the week because right now I took an early look this morning on Windfinder, and it actually looked relatively calm. But um, I think that can change on a dime. Um, there could be a dramatic wave split, which is something you only see at the Open Championship sometimes. So um, that's definitely something to consider before you know just blindly backing a bunch of people is to to be cognizant and aware of uh, the wind if there's going to be a, a significant wave advantage. Yeah, I mean, that is always the fear. 
but people very familiar with the area or other people, you know, um, that live out on the East Coast on golf courses, that wind can come up, can come down at any moment, like at any moment, even without it showing up on the wind finders. Uh, that's going to be a hard task, but you are right. If no, yeah, maybe if I didn't hard. have to, for the purposes of getting content out there, you'd love to have all the information um, you can. And Adam Scott, a lot of Aussies are going to get love this week. We mentioned Cam Smith. A lot of people are going to be liking Mark Leishman as his profile fits. Adam Scott, a forgotten entity, triple digits, 100 to 1 when using that odds checker grid. And he's as low as 66. So huge disparity in a guy like that. And that's why you got to use um, that odds checker grid. Thank you so much, Eric. Had a blast breaking down the PGA Championship with you from Kiowa Island for oddschecker.com slash US. Don't forget the Beat the Odds podcast is out. It is a new podcast from your friends at oddschecker.com slash US. And to celebrate our new podcast, we are giving away a free pair of AirPods. All you've got to do is find the pinned tweet on the Odds Checker US Twitter page. You retweet that. You follow Odds Checker US. You are entered to win these AirPods, and the winner will be announced Friday. I'm Jeff Feinberg. I'll be back with you later in the week, so don't forget to subscribe to this video feed so my next PGA Championship video will drop right into your bucket as I will unveil the rest of my championship outright card um, I did not know me and Eric were going to have the sort of simpatico that we do have here. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for this week to play out. I'm Jeff Feinberg. I'll be back later in the week.